Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Welcome to Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Nathaniel here. And tonight I have a guest whom I don't know much about. A lot of the times the people that I invite on the show are people whom I am familiar with. But tonight I can't wait to understand more and more about Curtis. Curtis Watchhorn. Um, who's passionate about the Lord, who was introduced to me um, based on a trip that they've just done in a mission field. Uh, and um, yeah, he has a passion to serve the Lord, to worship, and also to share the gospel. And tonight it's a privilege for us to get to know him here mm-hmm. at Kingdom Stories from the Ananda. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Very so nice to be here. Thank that's you. all yeah. I know about you, mate. <laughs> what Paul um, told me about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're you, gonna you know, want... you know me, but I know um someone that you've interviewed just before I saw Amit. Oh, you know Amit. I know Amit, yeah. I've been oh. over his house recently as well. Yeah. Wonderful guy. He's a top bloke. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. And we had That's a good. good good time with him here. Yeah. You probably will know some other faces that you'll probably. see there at King yeah. Stories over the months. I might check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even heard about it, but Paul Paul showed me. No, yeah, I'm gonna I reckon I'm gonna check so it out. So for those here. of you Paul is behind the cameras mixing this live video right there right now <laughs> curtis were you born in perth i was actually i was born in kalamunda oh that's yeah. not in perth that's on the hills <laughs> in the hills at kalamunda hospital that's the one yeah it's wow not, not there anymore well they don't do the, uh the maternity stuff anymore they're in kalamunda but i was born in kalamunda but actually it's palliative care now is it okay yeah it's been turned into palliative care oh. i've actually um, had to say goodbye to my spiritual father right there. Oh, really? Well, at Kalamata Hospital. But at least, at least I know that uh, you were born there, and that yeah. changes the scenes a little bit, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you folks, uh, were they um, Australians or? Yep, yep. They my came from Europe. My mother. Yep. My father was Tasmanian. My mom was being in Perth. Been in Perth. So as a Tasmanian, are you qualified to be Australian? Yes, and I, I believe so. I believe so. <laughs> well, we're qualified to be Earthians. Well, God, yeah, God gave us authority over all this. So. <laughs> How many siblings? Uh, I got three others. Got one sister, two brothers. All the youngest. You're the youngest of yeah. four. Yeah. That's oh, it. Nice. Yeah. Christian family or not? Christian family. Yeah, my granddad was a pastor, quite a well-known Baptist pastor back okay. in the day. Um, passed away about twenty years ago, but he's um. But yeah, we grew up. Did you know Christian him family. much? A little bit, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I really liked him. Yeah. You remember? Do you remember yeah. him? Probably, yeah, I remember a bit. Probably until uh, he passed away around when I was nine years old or something. And okay. Yeah, I do remember quite a bit. Some special moments. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And uh, so you grew up in Kalamanda as well? Didn't at all. Didn't at all. I um, I was born in Kalamanda. Yeah. But we actually weren't even living in Kalamanda at the time. We were living in Mount Magnet in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And uh, we actually just drove past my old house um, uh, on the mission trip. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. I left when I was five years old from Mount Magnet. So but you folks were working up there, was it? Your dad was working in the mines? Yeah, geologist, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you came back to Perth? So, um, yeah, I was uh, born in Kalamunda, went to Mount Magnet, and when I was five, moved to Canberra, then 
from there for over three years in Cambodia. I went to Kalgoorlie for about three years. And then from Kalgoorlie, we went to Perth when I was around uh, 11. So you still remember Mount Magnet? Remember it all. Remember yeah. A lot of it, yeah. What's yeah. your first memory of childhood? Um, of childhood? Ooh. Uh, I do remember, mm, yeah, probably when I was four or around four years old, there was a big flood in Mount Magnet. And, uh, and uh, this, I went walked into the bathroom and I, there was a hailstone that went through the window. Wow. That was one of my first memories. And a few other things, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was the first, but it was around that time. Was it fun growing up in these small towns? Well, it was actually. We're now riding. Pretty wild? Yeah. Oh, bike riding or? Yeah, bike riding. Yeah. Okay. Dirt, like BMXs or dirt bikes? Yeah. We were fortunate enough to have a, a hospital, not a hospital, we had a hospital across the road as well, but uh, but uh, we had a BMX track across the road from our house, which was quite nice, yeah. Were you pretty good at it? Uh, I was pretty young probably, but yeah. I gave it a go. I tried. I remember trying to ride up a, a hill once and didn't get all the way up, and then it was like sliding back down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great fun. Yeah. So church-wise, uh, growing up. Yeah. Um, kids' church. Kids' church. Yeah, I remember first going to. Uh, I even remember Mount Magnet as well, but yeah, Cambodia, Kagali. Yeah, I remember kids' church, and we went to we went to Anglican church in Cambodia, Baptist church in Kagali. Mm-hmm. My uh, grandfather opened the Baptist church in Kalgoorlie uh, oh. a long time ago, probably about 30 years. A bit of heritage then. Yeah, a bit of heritage, yeah. <laughs> you had to live up to it? Um, I couldn't do it myself, but uh, maybe the Lord, the Lord can make it possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you moved to Perth? Yep. Yeah. And uh, were, were you still in primary school or you went to high school when you moved to Perth? Just? Um, one year of primary school and then... Where did you go? School. What primary school? Brentwood. Brentwood, good school. Yeah, Redwood Primer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, well. And then high school, you went to Rosemary? Yes. How did you know that? Oh, oh man, I'm a prophet. Around the area. You forget. No, no, he hasn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's talking. No, no, <laughs> it's a good school. One of the best public schools in Western Australia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was that any, was that, did it have influence, good influence on you, Rosemary High? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you made sure that it didn't? Um, yeah, I was one of the le- or more slacker students. Uh, those those high flying A students, and yeah. I was more like, a laggard. I didn't really. Yeah, I liked arts and um, sport and all that stuff, but I wasn't really. Yeah, I didn't really have a passion for. So you were good at sports, one. footy. Yeah, more in primary school, I got um, champion boy uh, once, and um, yeah, it was pretty good sports. Um, yeah. Okay, and music, but, uh, and at, but high school I stopped doing yeah, like much. Well, yeah. So what music, what, what were you playing? Um, around that time, well, in primary school, I started drums and bass and then high school, got into a bit of piano and a little bit of guitar in year 12. Were you learning by yourself or lessons? Had a few lessons, but then I had a, had a bit of an ear, so I yeah, mm-hmm. started to pick up things. So music made sense to you? Yeah, Chords, yeah, everything? Yeah. No problem? Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. made sense quickly, like yeah. maths? Yeah. I remember in Cambodia when I was like seven, or six to seven, yeah. Like um, the teacher would show me something, but uh, reading music I wasn't very good at, but listening and like copying I was pretty yeah. good at. So yeah. uh, I remember once- On I the was, piano or on the keyboard? Yeah, piano, oh, yeah. Okay. I remember I was pretending to read, um, but I remember what she did and I, I liked playing real fast and stuff, so. She thought you were reading music? Uh, I think she knew that. Yeah, she probably figured out after a while that I wasn't reading music, yeah. But you were getting places and she was getting paid, so she was happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, I 
remember um uh, one of the concerts at the end of the year yeah um yeah i jumped up there on the piano and just at home i'd always practice real fast yeah and i remember jumping up there and just like looking around and like like seven seconds later it was finished song like, <laughs> see ya <laughs> uh, cute, yeah cute. Yeah. But, um, yeah so what church did you establish yourselves when you came to perth south perth baptist okay yes yeah. you stuck to the heritage of the baptist my parents did and i was uh that time i was still going along with them yeah well like baptist yeah i like them all yeah, yeah. did you did you points. stay uh, quite close to the faith uh during your teenage years or did you drift mm. away drift away a bit yeah yeah majorly or bits um, and pieces yeah you, could, yeah you could say quite majorly a little bit drugs alcohol um girls yeah when i was yeah around 15 or 16 year 9 or 10 things started to go downhill quite fast started to hang out with the wrong people Mm-hmm. Funny enough, I actually got one of one of my worst influences from a scripture union camp that uh, well, my parents uh, sent me to. <laughs> a <laughs> camp? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This this camp, I this person was smoking and stuff, so he's like, "Oh, smoking me in the shower," and all and all these things, and then he was into graffiti and stealing all that stuff. So yeah, when I got back from the camp, I started hanging out with him, and things started to go down pretty fast. Started to do a bit of graffiti, but. Bit of stealing as well. No. Were you sort of influ- uh, Were you easily influenced? You could say so. Yeah. yeah. Naive or just looking for fun? Ah, uh, thrill. A little, little bit of more, all of the above, probably. Yeah. Bit na- naive and looking for fun. Just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember. Was it a tight knit family? Uh, I mean, were they watching over you quite closely as well, or did you have a lot of freedom in the afternoons and evenings? Quite a bit of freedom, um, but they were tight knit. We were tight knit family, very loving mm-hmm. um, family. But I just started hanging out with the wrong people, and um, yeah, the influences of that, um, yeah, made me drift away quite fast. And yeah, and they sensed it. Did did your parents sense that? Probably, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they they didn't say anything. Um, they probably weren't as strict as they could have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They kind of let me uh, do things, yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, hang out with my friends, and I probably I was quite well at hiding it, probably as well. I'll be yeah. a diff- kind of a different person at home, and yeah. But then when I was hanging out with my friends, I'll be swearing and doing all this other stuff, and yeah. Chameleon, bit of yeah, yeah. I guess so. so. Did you finish school? Oh yeah, year twelve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you do well? No, no TE. Okay. Uh, the last year I I did well because I was like by that time I came to the Lord in well year eleven, and then the last year I came to the Lord and the last year was good. How did you come to the Lord? Um. Well, well, that's a that's what everyone's been waiting for. This question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, I was starting to be quite rebellious when I was um, yeah, year nine, year ten. I remember first drinking like my friend got three bottles of uh, Jim Bean each. Um, yeah, when I was like 15 and we went down to Ross Wayne primary school on the oval there and, yeah. uh, he yeah. it. Yeah, we, yeah, we tried. Um, yeah, I think we got halfway, but I remember most of the night my friend like fainting on the oval and I would run up and drag him back and kind of rescue him type of thing. And then I was a bit faint after that, but that was my first experience. And it's funny, that was my first also experience of being like homeless for the night. Like I, yeah. I slept on under the cover of Ross Wayne primary school with my three friends on like a 
cold wooden seat in the undercover area. Um, mm. So that was, and then yeah, just from that time, I would I got blind drunk quite a bit, and uh, my parents were on a holiday somewhere. I remember there was heaps of wine in the in their bed or a bit of wine they got given by someone. Um, I remember just yeah drinking quite a bit of that and smashing him on the road when I was just for some reason I was quite reckless um quite uh heartless towards my friends as well and yeah yeah, yeah just like being very dis- or dis- disrespectful and yeah, doing some pretty cool things yeah mm-hmm. so yeah um I remember once just one of my friends uh I took his phone for some reason and went to the park and just jumped on it like smashed it yeah and uh, just hit some ran I think it was just to get a reaction. I don't know a little bit. But Were you also angry with anything? Could have been. Um, yeah, there was one something that happened when I was younger. Um, yeah, which could have been triggered. Part of it, triggered, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just one thing. Just once, but yeah, just uh, abuse or just uh, yeah. Something Neighbors like or friends, no, uh, family. I can't. can't uh, That's <laughs> alright. No, no. no yeah, yeah, but yeah. If you don't. Yeah, fun. Was a, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, but it was a, it was a bit, um, it was unexpected anyway. Yeah, it wasn't like close family or anything. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And then, and then, uh, so back to, so yeah, high school, heartless started stealing a lot. Um, I got kind of into a habit of stealing. And back in the day, when DVD rewriters were quite expensive, five hundred bucks, just went into Retrovision and would just steal them and other things and, uh. And so I got a bit confident with it. And, uh, but then there was one time where my friend was like, oh, and also we went down to Cottesloe and stole bags down there. And, um, From the beach? Ladies' yeah. bags? I don't know. Just, just, bags, bags. just bags. For money? Wall- uh, wallets? I, know, I think we're just bored and we're, we're just after something interesting and exciting to do. I know I don't even really have any reason for doing it. I think I was just following the uh, other people that were yeah. wanting to do it. Um, but it was funny. God was actually warning me before before that because we were sitting at the beach. Yeah. And I remember a seagull was flying, <laughs> and then <laughs> just pooed straight on just me. Just blessed you. Yeah. But that Marked was God, you. That was God saying, "Don't do what you're gonna do." Because <laughs> uh, yeah, we we did steal a few bags, but then person saw us and was like, "I'm gonna give you ten seconds," and uh, and we like ran, and they knew exactly where we were going. We we're going to the train station, so the cops were waiting for us there. And we got, that was the first time. You got caught. Got arrested. Um, I wasn't, my heart was pretty much seared, didn't care. Um, I did community service, but went straight back to doing what I was doing um, before that. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, so the second time, oh, so yeah, we're walking through um, uh, Garden City when it's about 16 and a half, something, yep. year 11, near the end of year 11, maybe year 12, I can't remember. But, um, and yeah, I just, I was like, I really wanted this CD Walkman, like this. Uh, yep. this it just uh, appeared, appealed to me. And then uh, then my friend's like, I don't get a good, I don't have a good feeling about this, but I was like, ah, oh, that's all good. And um, yeah, so I went in there. I had like a jacket that I um, prepared, cut, cut a hole in it and uh, uh, got out of the case or something and slipped it in there. Yeah. And then uh, I think one of the guys saw me, one of the people working there yep. and uh, chased me down. And for some reason, when he when he caught me and chased me down, I went straight for them like, ah. Oh. Not sure, maybe the conviction started. And then uh, I remember getting taken by the cops and uh, <clears throat> um, I was just uh, very disappointed about myself and knew that I was going in a very bad direction. If I kept going in that direction, I'd end up in jail pretty fast. And um, so I was uh, 
repented for my sins. Did, did your parents know? Did they find, find out? Of course, because the cops yeah. took you home. Yeah, my dad came and picked me up, yeah. Second so time? Was, uh, I can't remember if they picked me up the first time. Um, yeah, but they picked me up the second time. Yeah. My dad didn't, I was uh, very sad. And Sorry, not, not because I got caught, but because I was just uh, disappointed in myself and yeah. wanted to do better. So um, I remember uh, going out back like a year and a bit. We went to a YWAM meeting with my yeah. parents because they, um, they were seeking a bit more than usual because my mom yeah. had cancer and stuff. So we were, we went to um, went to YWAM and back in those days it was actually it was it was a lot more intimate, and, uh, sure, small and, and quite Holy Spirit. And it is now as well, but like. It's funny because I, I grew up in a, a Baptist church and never speaking in tongues and all this stuff. Yeah. And then uh, as, soon as, I, as soon as I walked into this room, like uh, people like, I don't know. And, uh, but I, I could just sense the light coming from from it. Yeah. And uh, I just felt like I was kind of at home a little bit. And, uh, and uh, I sat down and then they called up for prayer afterwards and there was two people on both sides that uh, said uh, exactly the same thing to me in an interesting way yeah yeah they were prophesying over you yeah yeah they said uh you're gonna be a mighty man of god yeah like this and and one guy on that side said it then the the guy on the other side said the same thing in in exactly the same tone and everything yeah and i was i was a bit shocked because at that time i didn't really care about god or Mm. anything and i was just uh yeah so i was like "Mm, interesting uh and then back to this where i got arrested by the cops um yeah i just remembered well, my, there was some people at the time, good friends of my mum and dad, came yeah. over to look after my mum because she had cancer and stuff. So, oh, but they were quite evangelical, uh, evangelical. Yeah. Um, and they and they kind of led me through the sinner's prayer and said, and said, oh, and I said, accept you, Jesus. And, so and even then, it like felt a bit weird for some reason, even though I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I just it just felt a little bit weird. But when I went to bed, I was just lying in bed. Um. I uh, said to God, um, and I remembered those two prophecies. I'm like, God, if you can change my life, I'll give it to you. And, uh, and that was that. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so around that time, probably about a month or something later, something later, um, yeah, I remember having this dream. Uh, oh, before that, I went to a church, Triple C Church, when all my brother went there, and the lady, the pastor's, wife prayed for me and she said yeah. god heard you that night when you said yes to him in bed um wow uh and yeah so and then uh i can't remember how long ago after this but um i had a dream that my parents were calling me in a room praying for me yeah like quite aggressively like they wouldn't let me out out from the corner mm-hmm. i was trying to get out i was trying to jump out um yeah and then i couldn't get out their yeah. prayers were so fervent uh, yeah. fervent that uh they um, yeah then I wake up and I just felt this fire like go from my feet all the way up my body um, yeah all the way to my head and then I felt like my ears popped for some reason not sure why uh, maybe to open up the hearing the spiritual or something there yeah but um, yeah so that happened and it's it's interesting because I my dad wrote a book um, about all of his adventures the battles um, of his adventures Oh yeah, so quite. Is that the book, the title? About all of his adventures. Sorry, Battle. Um, it's cool. Yeah, it's an interesting name, but um, yeah, 
that's about what it said. Yeah. Anyway, it's, um, a, it's about whom? It's about him and the family and everything. But, okay. Cool. Uh, but I, I read in it about three years ago. I yeah. read um, uh, my mum's testimony. My my dad wrote a diary every day, and he put a lot of it from his diary into the book. Yeah. And he wrote about mum and her first experience with God, like uh, yeah. Around when she was twenty one years old, she was quite suicidal. Mm-hmm. And she read in the Bible, if you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. So yeah. that, that night she seeked him and she, she was lying on bed and the exact same thing happened to her. Wow. Like, she, she even described it, slow fire, going, up there, warm, this warm, bright yeah, yeah. thing up. And I didn't even know that, um, yeah, until about 15 years later after yeah. my experience, yeah. So it's uh, definitely something. <clears throat> so what yeah. did you do next? Um, yeah, I was quite... Yeah, after that, after that experience, I was very, I was very different. I was, it was like life came back into me. I was even more happy than I was when I, when I was a child. Like, um, like I, I just felt this purity and I just felt this love for everyone. I just felt what God felt for everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I loved everyone, no matter who they were or what they yeah. were, and just wanted to see them have a relationship with God. And yeah, so that was, yeah, that was one of the best times of my life. Yeah, in year twelve, it. And I started doing better in school and even some people think that you get less popular if you come to Christ, but it's actually the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Because you become more friendly and loving and yeah. You become your, more human. Yeah. Yeah. You become more true to yourself. Yeah. yeah. But before that, I was like, uh, no, I was a bit fake. A bit fake and just like, um, yeah, just not friendly, not talkative too much. And yeah, a bit dark, I guess, as well. So after finishing high school, what did you do? You went into work or TAFE? Um, I went into the tape um, to study music, but I, I just didn't seem to get into it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and then I ended up moving to Kalgoorlie. Um, but before that, for work, oh, uh, 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 for work, yeah, yeah. It's funny. My dad was actually praying, praying that I'll get a job, and he's like, because I was struggling a little bit through that time. Um, yeah, I was, I was a bit of a hippie or something, walking around everywhere and reading interesting books, which would uh, influence me. Uh, in interesting uh, diets and lifestyles, um, but um, yeah, so he's like he's praying to guys like I don't see him getting a job here in Perth because I, <laughs> I remember once I, uh, I was long doing, here, uh, no, not not around that time. I remember once when I was doing work experience at uh, aged care place, yeah, <laughs> and I uh, I um, I was uh, on one side of the river, and I believe I swam across the river to get. Uh, to this place and, uh, I think yeah I don't, don't know how I kept my clothes dry maybe I balanced on top of my head I can't remember but yeah and I ended up rocking up up at work like with no shoes and stuff I was, I was very uh <laughs> earthy, <laughs> earthy. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah yeah but that was but that's when I more fell away from God and I, there was a few um there was about a year where I was like really strong with God and um but then I got into too much nutrition it's, it was yeah. some more nutrition or new age stuff? Maybe a bit of both. Both, yeah. It was definitely demonic influences which were making me do do weird stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh yeah. Did you have a mentor or anyone a strong spiritual father or somebody that you could go to who was discipling mm. you or walking alongside you? A little bit. I was doing a bit of internship, but then I think I stopped that. Um You didn't carry on there. with YWAM? I didn't end up going to YWAM. No. I just, we just so in Kalgoorlie, what did you do? You got a job? Um, yeah, I did get a job. But I'll just backtrack a little bit. Um, okay. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Uh, 
I, yeah, I was really passionate, but then I started hanging out with the wrong people again, um, just to try to help them, try to show them God's love and stuff. Um, and then I, yeah, my mom was still struggling at that time. And then we went down south for it picking mm-hmm. and, uh, um, Major yeah, Mark or? Yeah. Um, Mount Barker or something. Mount Barker. Uh, grapes. The, the strawberries. Oh, strawberries. I picked so many strawberries. I would close my eyes when I go to sleep at, in the tent where we're tenting and I just see strawberries everywhere. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Tough on your back and on squatting and on you. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I didn't pick them correctly. So I just ate them and stuff. And <laughs> There's only so much you can eat. And yeah. they're all full of sand anyway. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I was less fussy back then. But anyway, my dad called me up. Uh, my dad called me up and said, you've got to come back. Mum's not doing well. So, so we ended up shooting back, um, back home and she was already out under the morphine. And we, um, and then I, she was, I didn't really get to speak to her at all. And then about a few days later, she was in her room and I just felt this prompting to go to the piano. And at the time I was practicing Keith Green, the Lord is my shepherd on the, on the piano. Have you heard that song? No, uh, no. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Keith Green. Yeah. You know Keith Green? Yeah, I know the song, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I practiced that quite well and I got it to how we played it in the actual CD. Yeah. And um, and I just felt God prompt me to go to the piano. And sing that. Which is outside mum's room. Um, and not sing it, but just play it. Uh-huh. I, and I just felt it was a really special occasion and I played it pretty much perfect. Well, and and then my dad was actually in the room at the time and he, he felt to read out Psalm 23 to her. Yeah. Then at the end of the song, she passed away. And, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I heard um, about three years ago uh, also that I don't even know this, but my mum said that she actually wanted to pass away to Psalm 23. So, wow. yeah, yeah. So, so, how old was she? About 53 or something. 15, around 50, yeah. Wow. But, um, so, yeah, God's always, yeah working behind the scenes and we don't realize sometimes why he does things but then like yeah it's pretty much 13 14 years later someone said oh yeah i wanted to pass away to psalm 23 so wow yeah um which ended up uh, being the the song that brought me back to the lord the second time i because i've had two falls like uh i've had two times of kind of coming back to the lord in a strong way yeah that first one was that one there but then i really fell away quite majorly the second time even further and then uh, that was the song that brought me back. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It will always bring you back. Yeah, yeah. He was chasing after me, even though I was trying to run away. It's ground zero for you, isn't it? <laughs> ground zero. Yeah. Something good that he gets you back on your knees, gets you back where yeah. you should be. Yeah, yeah. I believe that song was that happened for a reason, and mm. it was uh, was to save my life in the future from yeah from going completely the wrong way yeah even though yeah even though i did come back to god the second time quite uh, strongly it was even like i was pretty much it was just like a breath of fresh air but then like it was i was into so much dark deep darkness it was like and then like a uh, down again yeah um did you ever get baptized yeah yeah i got baptized the first time but it didn't feel for some reason i, I didn't feel it like the second time i got baptized yeah Oh, so you got baptized the second time? Yeah, when I came back to the Lord the second time. Yeah. I can tell you what happened if you want, want to yeah. do the second one. Yeah. Please. Um, yeah, so I ended up going to Kalgoorlie and uh, I was going quite well. I was going to quite a few churches around the place. Um, 
I guess you could call me a little bit of a church hopper. I was, um, Were you ministering or just visiting? Just visiting and yeah, but um, yeah, uh, but yeah, pretty much all the church knew me in Kalgoorlie because I was, I was always going to different churches, um, yeah, just meeting people and stuff. But um, that wasn't ministry, but I was loving the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so things were going quite well there, and then, um, <clears throat> God uh, did something. There was uh, one, yeah, one uh, night where I was, I just, I was going to go to church, but I, I, in the spirit, was there was something grieving in me or something. Yeah. So I ended up staying home and I just remember curling up in bed and uh, crying out to God or just asking God, like there was a groan, groan in me or something. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and these words came out of me. I wasn't even thinking these words. I'm like, God, who am I going to marry? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Then, yeah. And then, uh, I wasn't even thinking of it. And then uh, then uh, a few seconds later, I had this vivid vision of this this woman with a veil and uh, uh, yeah, blonde hair and all this stuff. Uh, so yeah, I got that vision. And then this, I believe this person came along in my life and this person said that she had the same vision. Uh, she was, yeah, was at a home group that I went to. In Cal. Yeah. <clears throat> this person came from uh, Perth, Joondalup area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was good friends with the people that I was having home group with. Yeah. Um, so we, we did get along very well. And then, um, but for some reason, I thought it was someone else. And uh, then I remember uh, God asking me one day, the Holy Spirit asked me when I was working in the IGA as, bread, as a bread manager. And he's like, do you still want to go through this? Um, for some reason, I was pushing it away. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I said, no, don't want to, don't want to go through with it. Um, then I remember, remember well, I just felt God's like, okay, well, the Holy Spirit's okay. And I saw the vision of the stars, which I don't, don't know what that meant, but um, I, I, yeah, later on, I thought, thought that was like, I was going to be separated from God for eternity, like yeah. as much as there's stars, like there's, uh, um, as, as vast as they are, that's how um, you can never like travel the whole of the, the universe, and that's how long I'll be separated from God. Um, but uh, that, that didn't start for, for quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. I was still like going on, going to church and churches and stuff. There's another experience I had in Kalgoorlie where um, <clears throat> I um, I was helping out a, um, I was a carer, um, yep. helping out a person in a wheelchair and next door there was some indigenous uh, people that walked over mm-hmm. by myself and, um, and I'm like, hey, and they're like, oh, we're witches. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, you can't affect me. I'm Christian. Like I was really bold and sure. a bit cocky. Um, yeah. I was uh, a bit proud of myself or something. Um, but then that night I was quite affected. Um, yeah, I went back to... Spiritual attacks. Yeah. Dreams or nightmares? Yeah. I've had a few um, where I've been lying in bed and I see things in the spirit. And like this night I saw a big black thing walk through the door. Um, and I was lying there and I saw it. Oh, and then I felt it lie on top of me and then seep into me. Yeah. And then... Uh, then after that, I think, and I had another dream around that time of like being surrounded by demons. But first I was throwing them everywhere. I'm like, yeah, all these demons are flying everywhere. But then I started to get tired. And then uh, one of the demons uh, uh, turned into a face of uh, um, a friend that was one of the first influences. Or, uh, he brought me, got me into death or heavy metal and death metal and stuff back mm-hmm. in high school. And that, uh, so, um, and that, that demon said, get him. And they bound me 
Um, and around that time, I um, I felt yeah trapped and all that stuff. And um, yeah, were you then, filled with the Holy Spirit in the time? Um, oh well, I guess I was, but there's I don't believe it was possession, but oppression. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people say so, Christians can't get that. Were you were you breaking you. through, uh, praying in the spirit or calling the blood of Jesus or or you didn't know those? Not so much because I didn't grow up in uh, that kind of church when I was younger. I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know much about breaking through in that area. Yeah. Um, all I knew was to worship and had a dream. Probably around that time. Even worship as well. does amazing yeah, things. Worship, yeah. And that's what I've been doing for many years. Um, that's what I find keeps keeps all that stuff away. Um, yeah. But I also had a dream around that time, probably just before that, of me walking into my a lawn, the laundry in my old house, and it started to get real dark. And then I just started worshiping, and the presence I felt, then the presence of God came, and then all the darkness left. Yeah. So God was already training me and showing me what to do, but um, this this kind of gripped me. Um, it started off with a little lie. Yeah. Reading the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and I and I read, oh. Person uh, who blasphemes the Holy Spirit has no forgiveness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought what I did with saying no to God was yeah. like um, concerning that a big matter like that was like blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and this this really started to worry me a bit. I told all my friends, and I was really worried. Mm. Um, and uh, and fear started to grip me until one day I got hit by the love of God quite strong. I'm like, yeah. Then I'm like, when I was at work one day, I remember. And I went to all my friend, all the people I was concerned, telling I was concerned about it. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's false alarm. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but then that night when I went home, I was like real happy. Like I was getting visions of, um, I was getting visions of uh, heaven, like colorful animals and all this stuff. And uh, just this real colorful place. And then, um, <clears throat> then I went to sleep and had one of the most horrific uh, uh, dreams I've kind of had. Um, well, I've had quite a few, but this one really, yeah. really gripped me for some reason. I remember walking through, um, in I was in a cave and then I came out of the cave and I was walking on this real desolate uh, place, two two walls on either side and two cliffs on either side. And I was walking around and I saw mice and there's no no life whatsoever. I was walking around, it's just empty. And yeah. then um, I remember looking up and I just saw like two cliffs on either side going right up and then I just felt like abandoned by God. And then I woke up just like, it just really gripped me for some reason. Um, mm. And I just felt God left me. And I was, uh, and uh, and it kind of like fueled the, the thought of me blas- blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and then it really took me to an uh, interesting place of depression for about three months. Um, Whoa. I'd only get out of bed to go to work. Um, and then I'd go back to uh, bed, wouldn't talk to anyone, even, did you take any medicine or no, sleeping tablets? Or? No, no, no. Um, didn't even didn't cross my mind. Probably would have helped, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um. And this is you're on your own in Cal, still. I was I was actually at a uh, there was a pastor pastor's son that I was living at at, a, at the at his house a, AOG house. Um, and he didn't pick that up, or I you think he did, but I he. He did, probably didn't know exactly. Oh, I did tell him the concerns, but he thought he said, "Yeah, he just said I was, yeah, crazy," which I was. Uh, these these lies, and but I was so convinced that I was like, "No, no, no, this this is how it is." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very stubborn and prideful, I guess, mm-hmm. in it. Um, 
yeah so yeah so yeah and around that and even from a young age like i think maybe from what happened or maybe just this unrest of my my spirit even before i came to god probably from age five years old all the way to 16 i yeah. rock, rock myself to sleep every single night on your own mm, yeah maybe because i had maybe too much energy or maybe it just gave me comfort from but then when i came to lord that actually uh, stopped yeah it stopped but then uh when this happened when i was around 21 years old like uh um <clears throat> yeah i uh um yeah i don't so i had that depression but then i had a 10-day holiday yeah from work and i pretty much just spent the whole time in, in the room just like in torment yeah and i had uh, nightmares and sweats and couldn't couldn't sleep and uh yeah just rocking myself and yeah so it's pretty pretty full on and um, where so the host they didn't pick this up the pastor the the wife the mm, they I just was pretty secretive well they probably didn't know what was going on but i i, I was quite honest at the beginning what what my sure. concerns were but then i locked then yourself I, up yeah i didn't tell anyone and i pretty much locked in myself and didn't tell what was going on and i and at the end of that 10 day holiday um couldn't sleep and I how was much like, of a holy day <laughs> a pretty evil day <laughs> yeah i remember having one dream where and also yeah, around that time i had two dreams so um i remember the beginning of it i asked god what i'd look like in hell mm -hmm. and um uh, about a day later i had this vision came out came, came out of nowhere i saw a skull and flames and me screaming like i didn't see any skin and stuff and that i think that um yeah and it just came out of came out of nowhere and um i think i think he didn't only just show me what it, i would look like in hell he also showed me what i'll feel like what it would feel like to be separated from god's presence yeah and that's kind of what i i, I believe yeah it was quite tough even though it seemed fine everything seemed fine like a beautiful day like i was in torment like yeah <laughs> and and then at the end of the 10 days i was uh i ended up saying god i can't do this anymore i gotta push you away even though when i first came to god um i, I sent an email to everyone saying i'll never turn away from god yeah i found my calling forever and uh and that's it um i'm never gonna turn away never gonna turn away from jesus and then satan ended up getting me to do exactly what i said i'll never do yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of opposition for you yeah yeah so i ended up pushing god away and um and just going back kind of gradually going back into my old lifestyle even though i didn't really want to mm -hmm. but i was just convinced that i wasn't worthy of god and i was yeah just uh, uh heading in that direction um i was convinced i was going to go to hell for eternity um when i died i, I thought yeah uh, that's it um yeah that, yeah but I, I just kept that into myself i didn't tell anyone about it yeah and uh, just just pretend like everything was good just walking yep. around school where I was working, I was working at the Baptist school mm -hmm. there, even at that time. Um, you know, I was just pretending everything was good. Yeah. But when it first happened, like I was like, ah, I even told my boss, so, and I was like rip, almost ripping out my hair. He's like, you better, you better go home and have a rest. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and then I ended up just pushing God away, uh, gradually by gradually, but then I ended up hanging out with wrong people again, starting to go to clubs in Cavalry and, and pubs, drinking, smoking marijuana, and then not not long after that um it was very fast well i guess Calgary's also got very very dark place yeah and uh, i ended up getting more used to smoking marijuana while driving mm -hmm. oh i wasn't smoking but um i was uh 
I was at Cool Guardian. I was hanging out with some housemates that were into that. Yeah. Um, and they ended up smoking on the way back. And so I was like, oh, it's not too bad. And then uh, about a few days later, we decided to go to Perth for a holiday. And uh, and uh, just before we left, uh, one of the housemates handed a stick of weed to one of the guys in the back. And, um, and then we went to pick up someone else. And then they, they wanted to go to the bottle. I'm like, oh, yeah, they just want to. They just want one bottle of beer or something. Yeah. They just want a stubby. They end up coming out with a big carton. I'm like, don't drink that much. Don't drink that much. Just uh, balance it out. Maybe one one an hour or something like that. But then, yeah, on the way to Perth, well, they were smoking. They had a bucket of, uh, yeah, buckets and stuff long in the back. And um, and I was driving. And I, I didn't realize it hit me stronger than I realized. And then... Yeah. But I still, I half remember it, half don't remember it. And I remember looking back and seeing, oh, he's resting. He's, he's just lying down there resting. So my eyes resting and recovering. So he should be good in a few hours. And I was, I remember driving. And then a few hours later, they asked me if, he asked me if he could drive. And I'm like, no. I jump in the back seat, in the middle seat. And uh, then I, I kind of rest again, sleeping. Then the Holy Spirit wakes me up, like just before we overtake a truck. And, um, yeah, we're in the behind a truck. and um yeah we go to overtake a truck and there's a highest coming straight for us and uh and the highest uh, and we um yeah we just uh um yeah just it's about 100 meters away i'm like turn back turn back but i wasn't like turn back i should have been more like yeah yeah but he didn't he, he didn't respond to me or um and then the highest was coming beeping then we went to turn off and then then we were driving and then he's like oh like at the last second he said oh s-h-i-t you know like that about 100 kilometers each maybe 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 front, a bit, maybe a bit less front collision mm. but it was more side yeah kill the guy but kill the guy yeah yeah two front passengers died in my, my car and the driver from that side died as well yeah, yeah. they had a family in that car and everything grandparents children yeah, the highest, yeah. So no. that was a van? Yeah. With, with family, with kids, with everybody. Mm. And the father died. Mm. Your two friends died in the front. Mm. And the three of you in the back. I was just the only one in oh, the back. Oh, just by yourself. And you're was, the only one that survived from your car. Mm, mm. I was in the perfect spot. Was, if I was anywhere else, I probably would have died as well. And I was very close to dying on the way to the hospital. A lot of there. injuries? Yeah, I had fractured ribs. Uh, I did something in my neck. Um, uh, also did something here. Snapped this and I shattered that. Did it roll as well or just sandwich? Mm. Yeah, it didn't roll. Yeah. It, it rolled both times. It, did, it didn't roll. It didn't roll, but just... Yeah, but it was, if it was head on like that, it would have... All, everyone would have yeah, been dead. Maybe, yeah. What car was it, Holden? Mine was a Futura, Ford Futura. Just as bad. <laughs> yeah, it was a... Shopping yeah, cars. <laughs> at least I had that though, because that was the, you had the belt. Safe. You had the one belt. that goes over like that in the middle. You actually had a seat belt. Yeah, yeah. So I thank you, Jesus, for um training me at a young age to put on seat belts every and single time I go driving. Did the guys in the front have the belts on? Yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't help at that speed. Mm, yeah. I still haven't been showing the photos because they're like, you should no one look at the photos of the car, my car, yeah. But maybe one day for testimony, what? Did they fly to Perth or did they drive it? They flew everyone to Perth, yeah. yeah. And uh, from the other car, 
were the others injured as well? A, a little bit, yeah. But it's funny how God uh, tries to renew things because um, I was helping out at Esther Foundation quite a few years later. Mm. Um, and uh, and there was a lady that started coming and working at the, the work and one of my she said to one of my or one of the other workers that I was good friends with, still am good friends with, and uh, she's like, I actually live with a family that Curtis had an accident with, a oh. priest. <laughs> um, and That's then incredible. around that time, I was like, I remember walking up to her at YWAM a meeting and saying, God's going to restore that family and it's going to restore everything that's trying to God, Satan's trying to take away. Yeah. Yeah. To that so they were Christians. Um, like maybe. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she was. Um, yeah. They probably were. Yeah. So what got you back on track? That accident got you back on track? No. No, no. I was, it was so deeply rooted in me that I um, blasphemed the Holy Spirit that even, even that didn't get me on track. Even still, I thought, no. Some people say, oh, you, um, yeah, God saved from that accident. You must have a purpose for you, for your life. But I was, I was just so convinced that I was worthless. And even my brother would say, "You want to come to church?" And like in my head, I'm like, "I'm not even worth. I'm not even worth your. I'm not even worth coming to church. You can find someone else that can be saved." Yeah, yeah, things like that. But um, yeah, when I and even even after that, like, yeah, I, I remember at my dad's house, uh, he got a house for me. Uh, to stay while I was recovering and all that well, one of his houses that he has and um, I remember being at that house and then but that influence started coming people were smoking marijuana again just yeah. uh, we were starting a party in the house and uh, some a few bad things happened there but I remember one time I was I had too much and then I just suddenly went blind like I'm, I'm, I have my eyes open I can't see anything I'm like ah, I can't see anything yeah um, I think that was God warning me but also I felt when I did have too much again, um, that I felt the authority that I had over the house was yes. drifting away. And the, uh, some people that came, some other people, I could sense in the spirit that they were wanting to take over the house. Mm-hmm. And I just like cut. Uh, I said, no, no. I, I just knew not to have any more, any more after that. Yeah. And I ended up not uh, smoking any, any more weed, I believe, after that. Mm-hmm. Believe, yeah. <clears throat> Um, so what yeah. was the turnaround? Um, so a few years later, I, I, after that, it's still, um, I, st- I was still in that mindset and then I started to get more into heavy metal and death metal and all that stuff to like, to numb, numb what I was feeling, I guess. Yeah. And so I got in a metal band and playing bass in a metal band and a bit of keyboard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, but, and it's, it's funny how in this metal band, uh, there's two guitarists in the band, and even the singer was an ex uh, Christian singer. <laughs> <laughs> but but this time they were quite rebellious at this time. Um, but the two guitarists in this band, well, there was one guitarist and then another one came. Their favorite band was a Christian metal band. Yeah. And and even that was enough for me to think, oh, maybe I don't want to be in this band because they're they're uh, too they're too close to Christ, they're too close to Jesus, and I, I just didn't want to be reminded of what I used to have in God. Yeah, and this this lie was so strong in me that I um I, and I was just so convinced, and I, I just didn't want anything to do with God. I didn't want to be reminded what I had, what what God gave me. Yeah. Um. So and so, so this band ended up yeah getting quite intense and do, you know, drinking a lot again and um more heavier drugs. I guess they get into meth and all that stuff. So I had that once with that. And then uh, but then that that band ended up. We had a battle of the bands and. Not sure if my dad was praying because he came to the event. Um, maybe his dad was like, 
get Curtis out of this band. God, please get him out of this band. And then, uh, and then the band just, just broke up, like um, just split up. I'm not sure if that's what his brain could have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, but yeah, still going downhill. And then I remember one day saying, God, I want to live by faith again. Or when I wasn't saying, God, I want to live by faith. But I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't mind living how I used to live, but just yeah. not having God in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> But living in that, having that faith, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I tried that. Um, you know, you know the uh, the secret. Like, um, have you ever heard of the secret or like pro- proclaiming all that, speaking things into existence yeah. and all that stuff? So I got into that, and I started saying some things, and I noticed that my life was starting to get blessed. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that God was the one that was blessing me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but because I didn't want anything to do with God, I, I pushed the blessings away in the end but um i remember having one dream before everything a lot of things went hectic um <clears throat> dreams again yeah yeah god speaks to me quite a lot in dreams i just got a book to interpret and better because i sometimes i find it hard to understand what god's sure. saying um yeah i remember having this bit of an interesting dream i was uh i was underground i was in this uh and uh, i remember walking through these uh steps underground tunnel type thing and then I came come to this big area underground like bricks and I just like kind of knew it was the devil's courtyard mm-hmm. um, and I was walking around observing things and I remember seeing like a robot look at me with a red lens and I'm like pick that up chuck it down the, the middle well or whatever's in the middle and I look at these rooms and like um, these corridors one like there was like a big um, uh, skull buffalo skull or something on top of the, the door and there's like a bridge but it was a uh, contracted towards the door and I, I just felt that was like the devil's room or something I don't know and the other one was like a hallway to hell or something and then uh then I had a dream I was on the beach and then I was in the water then under the water then I saw bubble skulls come out bubble skull come up and then after that I had a voice I heard a voice say prepare yourself he's gonna speak to someone or something and then the next second um I heard this uh uh, this big booming voice, like um, it was so booming, um, so powerful that like my I, I felt my whole body was an eardrum, like yeah. a whole body, <laughs> like it felt like it was like felt like sounded like lightning, it sounded like thunder, and like an electric guitar, like distortion, like he just said well, but it was just so powerful that um, just the word well, well, yeah, like maybe question mark, well, <laughs> what are you gonna do, <laughs> um. It was like I believe it was a decision type yeah. of thing. Are you gonna, um, are you gonna follow me, or are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna reject Christ? Um, and and God showed me what would happen if I did. I believe reject Christ. And um, um, and I, I remember the first time I had depression. You know when when I the first the deception started to first hit me. Yeah. Uh, seven years before, eight years before. That's how long it took, about seven years for me. I went through seven years of believing that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I had a dream of slipping off a cliff and rocks falling. And I was really scared. Mm-hmm. And then I turned around and I saw Jesus run up to me real, real like concerned and scared for me. Yeah. He like reached out his hand and then the dream went blank. But I, I linked those two dreams together. Yeah. That dream I had then and the dream I had then of God saying, oh, I believe it was God saying, well, um, yeah. Um, and I, I, that, um, that can, uh, that just put in my mind to seek Jesus with all my heart. 
but not at that time, not when I had that dream. Yeah. Um, things, I was still going the way I was going, but then pushing away what God was giving me. Um, yeah, and then to a point where, yeah, I was taking in, I took in a person who was smoking meth um, into the house and um, I was trying to be, I was trying to be a help to him, but because I was pushing him away from Christ, I was being probably more of a curse than a help. Because mm. when he first came in, he was like, oh, I'm a born again believer. Yeah. Talking about God a lot, Jesus a lot, which concerned me. And I, I was like, oh, I've got to get this guy out of here, either downstairs or something. I was so against Christ, I was so against worship. I was uh, pretty much the opposite. I was pretty, pretty much like what Satan is, well, like I, like, uh, I just hated anything, any reminder of God whatsoever yeah yeah um and i wanted that away um from me and that's pretty much what satan is like he he hates worship that's why i like worship so much now because it keeps keeps him away um mm. and worship and praise and just in joy and love and peace and all these things and so um yeah so when things went really bad um yeah i uh ended up uh i was strolling up uh, walking up and down the hallway uh just like in torment again. Um, it didn't matter where I went. If I went to a beach, I was in torment. Um, yeah. And I just remember, uh, then I started rocking again from when I was like 27 or something, like when I was around in that tormented mind state again. Yeah. And then, uh, just not for long though, but, um, but then I remember putting on a song. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I remember putting on, I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that song in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Put on Psalm 23, uh, Keith Green, song song yeah. that my mom passed away to and i felt the presence of god hit me for the first time in like seven six mm-hmm. years wow and i just started weeping all this uh, started we- weeping for about 25 minutes straight mm. um just had the song on repeat and i was like god right at the end it says and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever and yeah. there i meant you know, i felt that was god saying it's all right curtis you <laughs> you're not gonna go you're not gonna help gonna go to hell for eternity you're gonna spend eternity in heaven and that the weight that fell off my shoulders that day was good yeah but mm. that was even though but that was a breath of fresh air and then but then i would go back in deception i'll do i'll make wrong choices i'm like oh gods then the, the lie would come back and then and it was just like really up and down for quite a while um, yeah. until i realized the more i just put jesus first in everything i do the more it's uh the more the more steady it goes and uh gradually go gets better and better so uh, it took me a while to do this probably about three years four years i would go back to my old habits of like oh i'll, I'll be like i'm sick of this uh slow christian music that i hear all the time i'm gonna i want to go back and listen to a bit of um intense uh technical death metal and all this stuff so <laughs> so uh but then i had a vision uh dream one night of a friend a good friend of mine she's like do you know what the list the lyrics that you're listening to right now when i was listening to a song i had a vision of this and then i looked up the lyrics and i'm like whoa whoa <laughs> shocked it you wouldn't even want to even horror movies wouldn't want yeah it. like uh, yeah so so that kind of i put it away and then i'm like oh maybe maybe christian metal maybe i can try christian metal then but even even then, no like, more metal uh, you got to go back to wood <laughs> the cross yeah yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, so I so it took me maybe about five years to completely get rid of that because it was a deep seed from right at the beginning, like of that when I was sixteen. That that demon that turned into the face, 
one of my friends who introduced me to it, it to me. Um, yeah, that kind of kept me, I believe, in bondage. That, um, and then things went hectic. Uh, uh, not that long ago, maybe two years ago, um, one and a half years ago, still. So I've come back to the Lord about five years, six years ago, but like it's taken me this long to, um, yeah, about one one point five years ago. I like I really got intense into the metal again, but Christian metal. But the the vibes are always negative and down, like, and they they change gradually change your personality, and to a point where I became a bit heartless and hard hearted again. Yeah. But I was convinced that I was right, and then after things went downhill again, I'm like, God, I'm never gonna never gonna listen to that again. And God gave me a revelation of uh, you can have intense music, but it can be uplifting. Yeah. So I started write, started writing uplifting music, uplifting intense music. Okay. And uh, and, uh, and I just listened to a whole lot of variety of different Christian music, but I'm quite um, adamant about having positive, just keep like a heavenly sound. Yeah. I like I like seeking that heavenly sound. That's why I listen to music from all all ages, not just uh, new music, but like yeah even 40 50 60, 60 years old um yeah just music and i, I seek that heavenly sound are you, I keeping, that, are you keeping in that dimension now yeah i believe um yeah in in yeah and listening to that like brings i feel it brings heaven to me it brings relaxation to my muscles and just my spirit mm. i feel more at peace and, and i feel it just it just makes me more of a loving person just uh um yeah so where where do you gig? Uh, do you do you play somewhere? Do you worship somewhere? Um, uh, I've I've been hindered quite a lot since I've come back to the Lord. Um, musically with my arm, mm-hmm. it's been it's been hindering me for years. I used to do a lot of busking, a lot of uh, gigs, uh, a lot of uh, open mics, and just jump up on stage and do loop guitaring and mm-hmm. things like that. And I used to do a bit of recording. I still do. But God's right at the beginning. God, uh, when I was at PCYC once. Not PCYC, PCLC, mm-hmm. Beth Christian Life Center. Yeah, had a prophecy over it, quite a good prophecy, um, and I've always held on to it this whole time. It's about 15, 16 years ago in the past, but God in that prophecy, God said, um, "Keep, keep recording." Yeah, <laughs> and I believe he's uh, he's still waiting for me to get back into writing music like properly again and like taking time and taking it seriously. Yeah, and now we've moved into a church property and. We're in the back of it. We've got the studio set up and everything. Wonderful. So we're going to start getting into. But I've, I've done. I've dabbled here and there. I've written some songs here and there, but I haven't seriously got back into it properly yet. Yeah. What was it for? For you, like going back uh, up north uh, on this mission trip when you went this winter? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, it was good to see the uh, indigenous. Um, they're so open to the Lord. Like uh, pretty much all of them. They're very open and it's good to see see them uh, go from oppression kind of like what I was like yeah. oppressed and like um, hopeless. you feel for them? Do you feel the darkness and the pain and the um, um, oppression? I feel, I feel sad that I can't connect and I think God feels the same that he, feel, he, he can't connect because there's sin blocking them from connecting yeah. with God um, and that it's um, yeah uh, and the and after we baptized them, um, some of the some of them in the the sea, like uh, there was just a sudden change, and you could feel like you connect with them. You could see this glory and this glow and this these smiles. Yeah, uh, started to come from them, which was uh, yeah, that, that were connected with God again. Yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, yeah. What's next for you? Um, 
uh, we're going to have a, uh, yeah, going to get back into music and get my body all in order again because it, even now it's quite tight, my muscles and everything like that. And, uh, get my arms all working so I can start composing mm-hmm. yeah. music again and running. I want to get into running again. And uh, We're going to have a big Jesus uh, party in, the, in a few weeks as well in the new property um, or somewhere. And, yeah, just uh, praise his name. And, yeah, so, so yeah, just... Just enjoy life and um, show people how to enjoy life. And uh, what's, thing, what's the legacy that you want to build? Want to build? Um, uh, uh, just a, a le- legacy of um, sure, uh, making everyone realize that they're they're all important in God's eyes, and they're all everyone's got gifts and their talents, and they're all precious. And so, uh, for everyone to find their calling in the Lord and yeah. And the heavenly sound can help them do that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to start, yeah, bring that heavenly sound. So, so it brings heaven on earth and yeah. And you know what I've learned tonight, Curtis? What's that? I've learned tonight that we have a role to bring heaven down to earth. First of all, in our own lives and in the lives of those mm. we minister to. Yes. That's the heavenly sound. Yes, yes. I've also learned that but the Bible says that once you were darkness, not just in darkness, but you were darkness, is a reality of many people out there. Mm. And you yeah. have experienced this firsthand. Mm. Yes. And it's not easy to come out of it. It can take months and mm. years. Yes, yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of the church people and even ministers and pastors are not equipped. Mm. They can't see it and they don't know how to draw people out of it. Mm. Yes, I mean, yes. um, you know, you were around pastors and leaders and church people mm. while you were darkness mm. yeah, well, and um, okay you chose to obviously to engage in that world but at the yeah. same time you think that somebody would have reached out to rescue you a lot sooner mm. some tried but they couldn't yeah i was just so in in deception well but... do you think it was a deception or was a stubbornness as well are you a very strong willed strong-minded um I can be, but I was, I didn't want it to be the fact, but I, I was just convinced. Yeah. Well, yeah You're better now. Yeah. Yeah. Better now. Yeah. Yeah. But that's right. Yeah. That's, that's, that is one of my main aims is to, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I guess we don't realize, cause I've been out of it. I've been out of that darkness for quite a while. So I don't realize yeah. where I come from, but when I that's speak right. about my testimony, I, I do realize and, um, and, and we don't realize what people are in that uh, there's a lot of people out there in that darkness and they, they don't know what to do so they go to drugs and alcohol to try and i've also and, learned they have to get broken to be mended again <laughs> yeah 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 and uh obviously you've had your brokenness mm. to core to the core to pieces really yeah and yeah. god has put you back together Yes, yes. And the new song that you're singing today is totally different than the sound that you had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a divine sound. It's a heavenly sound. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to Kingdom Stories from Down so Under much. and telling yeah. your story, mate. Thank you so much. I'm yeah. sure it will bless many people out there. I pray it does. I pray it does. Well, what an amazing story, eh? We never knew where this story was going to go at the beginning of the session tonight. But we see Christ coming victorious in Curtis' life. And I'm sure that many people didn't give him a chance. Probably, you know, 
or not even himself. He didn't give himself a chance. He thought he was lost. Yet the Lord found him and through dreams and through that heavenly sound, he was brought back to a, few, a full life in Christ Jesus. What an amazing testimony. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure that you have people in your life whom you probably have given up on or others have given up on them. I just pray that somehow they hear the heavenly sound and that they can listen to the Lord and come back to the beautiful, powerful love of God, which draws them near to Him. And uh, never give up on anybody because God's got a way for them back. If you love this content, share it with other people and tell them about Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We value the feedback that we receive from you. We also value the five-star rating we get on Apple Podcasts and also the way that you share this and you like it and you distribute this amazing content. We look forward to seeing you next time at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.